Praise God. Um, I'm honoured to be bringing the Word of God. And uh, that was a great time of worship, wasn't it? It was powerful. And um, God was confirming things all over the place. Um, and the most important thing, that God is in the house. Jesus is in the house. And... Um, I'm going to be speaking on Psalm 6. I know it was, it was spoken last week as well, but I'm going to be coming around from a different angle. And um, so I'm just going to pray. Just, Father, we just want to say that we love you, Lord. And I just thank you for every person here, Father. I just thank you that your Spirit is here, O oh God, and that you're poured out, Father. Father, I just pray for the full measure of God, of what you want to do this day, to be released into this place, into every person of God, that he will not be distracted, Father. I pray, Lord, for a stillness, Lord. Just even more, Lord. As the presence of God that's here is strong. So, guys, be open to hear the Lord. Keep focused. Amen? Okay, Psalm 6. I'm going to give you a little background from Psalm 6 and look at David's life and the background to Psalm 6 and David was a king in Israel for 40 years he reigned in Israel for 40 years um, David had many victories uh, the, probably one of the most common ones even in the world that's used in ads and all that type of thing is David and Goliath David, David stood up to Goliath where everyone else was in fear David stood up and took the head off him with a stone, and then went up and took his head literally off with a sword. And Israel conquered the Philistines at that time. But also David had many other victories uh, against many other armies in Israel at that time. The Philistines, the Amalekites, the Benjamites, the Jezebites, and the, Amor uh, the Amorites. David also knew great failure. He knew what it was like to fail. He was real. He was a man... He was human like every one of us. He was no different than us. God created him as a, as a human being, the same way he created each one of us. So he was a man, but he was chosen of God. He was anointed as king, and he was favoured of God. So in order to get a better understanding of Psalm 6, I'm going to go to um, 1 Samuel 30. Just a little background around where Sam Sips, where David was at in himself when all of this, like where, where he was at. So I'll just go from here. 1 Samuel 30. David and his men reached Ziklag, and on the third day of the, the, the Amnicots had raided Negev and Ziklag, they had attacked Ziklag and burnt it, and had taken captive the women and all who were in it. Though young and old, they killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men came to Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire, and the wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept until they had no strength left to weep. I just want to give you a little background. David was on the run at the time. He was on the run from Saul who he was out there standing up for against Goliath. And just to get a bit of a picture, he was on the run. The Philistines was out there sending him home. 
because they knew Saul was coming and they were afraid that David was going to turn against them. So they sent David home. And David comes home to this. You know, we all have lives, we all have families, we all have communities, we all have friends. David comes home to this. His wife was, his wife was took. The town was burnt down. The children were took. I can only imagine that. Even with our own children. Can you imagine the, the, the torment that came at him? The fears that came at him? The reality of that situation? I remember I was up in Niffy Valley. This is going back a good few weeks ago. And we had myself and me were walking through Niffy Valley and um, I have two, three children. I have a 19 year old, I have a three and a half year old. He's here and Ariella, my wife is upstairs looking after him now. But anyway, we were just walking along. I think we went and got ice creams or whatever. But Elijah went missing for about 30 seconds. And I'm telling you now, the fear that came into me. I didn't even wait. I ran towards the doors. I mean, full sprint. The security guards had to stop me. And he said, we have him. The security guard just up the thing. Well, I'm telling you, the fear of it. And David knew that. The kids were missing. His wife was missing. The town was destroyed. And all of his property was took. Everything was took. He was laid bare. So he lost wives, children, property. And the city was in ruins. Now we're going to go to just, just a picture of what, what was going on at the time. Now Psalm 6. You can see David's heart. He's questioning God. What's going on? Oh Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Or discipline me in your wrath. For be merciful to me, Lord, for I am faint. Oh Lord, heal me, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in anguish. How long, O oh Lord? How long? Torn, O oh Lord, deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. No one remembers you when they are dead. Who praises you from the grave? I am worn out from my groaning. All night long I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow dim. Sorry, my eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of my all my foes. Away from me all you who do evil. For the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be ashamed and dismayed. They will turn back in disgrace. What a beautiful message. So as I was saying, David's in that psalm, he's saying, Oh, how long, O oh Lord? Oh, how long? There's pain, there's hurt, there's despair, there's a feeling of powerlessness in and of himself, knowing that he can do nothing. All was took away from him by his enemy. David wept and wept and wept and wept and wept. He was anointed as king. He was favoured of God. 
He was called of God. He was chosen of God. But yet he was broken. Well, the good news is, David inquired of the Lord. And this was David's greatest strength. He always went, he was known as a man after the heart of God. Even in his failures, even in his brokenness, even in his loss, he found his strength in God. And says, David inquired of the Lord about his family and his loved ones, and he told them. In 1 Samuel 30, even in your own time, you can read this again. But he says that God told David he would recover everything. And guys, there's good news for us today. The Bible says in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And that's what Jesus says. David as king went after everything and recovered everything. And now Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, has came on behalf of each one of us. Each one of us that were lost. And I just want to share a bit of my story. David lost a lot of things. He was bruised, he was hurt. And as a young kid, I grew up in Kundalkin. I lived in Chamak Dam Street for a few years, then we moved out to Kundalkin. We lived in the old tenement houses in Chamak Dam Street, and I loved it in there. I remember getting the little tubs of HP ice cream, and, you know, as a kid. But my home, my father, was an alcoholic. He was a drug addict. And he was a criminal. He was, he, he was into crime. You know, before that, he he was a roofer. He he, he he his own business. He lost it all. But anyway, I ended up as a kid in Neilstown with my father living two doors away from me, and my mother on another side, and my father was living with another family. And at that time in my life, my father was a drug addict. There was addiction in our home. My mother was with a new partner. He was an addict. And one day I walked into my father and I wanted him, wanted to be in a relationship with him, wanted to be close to him. And he says, you love him. And he turned me away. And all my life I had never had a relationship with my father. At seven years of age, this is glory to God, and this room, I was sexually abused. And at ten years of age, even younger, I was bullied in school. And I was in total rebellion. The teachers didn't know what to do with me. At that time, they put me in the traveler's class. The headmaster locked me in his office. I got out the window at 10. I ran away from home, slept in a cement mixer overnight. I ended up getting put out, going to psychiatrists in James's hospital. I ended up, um, at that time, getting put into a special needs school. He didn't know what to do with me. There was no 
there's you know, young kids now in skills. There was none of that back then. There was no support for young people that were coming from homes from addiction and all. They had no understanding. And but anyway, I got put into a slow learning skill, special needs skill with kids with this that are disabled and handicapped and this. And I'll be honest, at that time I was very angry at them. And I was very embarrassed and very probably I used to hide on the floor of the bus that no one would see me. The bus used to come into the community and the lads had slagged me at that time. I can laugh about it now, but it wasn't funny. I was devastated. So my dad all of that was gone, never had a relationship with him. Huge hurts that he was in looking after another family. And there's me outside the door, not being able to go into my father. So anyway, as a young man as well, a lot of other things happened. I loved football. Right through up till I was about 16, I was obsessed from morning to night. I wanted to be a professional footballer. I had dreams and all that type of thing. Well, at about 16, probably 15, I had a, like, I won't go into it, but something happened at that time. And it was another abuse. And it took me away from all of that. And then I went on drugs. Probably from 17 up till I was 23. I started out on cannabis, all the different drugs that, the progression. But I ended up on heroin, I ended up on the streets, I ended up traveling all around, I went to Cork, I went to Newbridge, I was on all the different methadone programs in town, in Cherry Orchard, in Condorkin, and I was broken, and I was lost, and I was without hope, and I was looking everywhere for help, and no one could save me. I tried everything, I tried counsellors. I tried the methadone programs, I tried my brother's house, I tried this house, I tried that house. And no matter where I went, I'd bring myself with me. At 23 years of age, gone on 24, I ended up in a house in Neilstown. I was at the being in the Blue Banana, it was a nightclub, and I was on all the drugs you could think of. And I ended up in a house, there was no electricity in it, and I was there on my own. I didn't want to live. This guy came out of, I'd say, out of nowhere. I'd say from heaven. And he says, you're a great footballer. He says, why don't you go home? So anyway, I'm serious. It was like a light came on me. I went home. And after a number of times of trying to get into treatment, I got into Sister Concilios in Limerick, in Puree. And I was there. And I went through my call it sickness, you had withdrawals and all that type of thing. Someone gave me a little card, a prayer card about Jesus. And I ended up clinging to that. And I prayed and 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 prayed. I'm 23 years today, probably not today, maybe 24 this year, of drink, of drugs, of cigarettes. God sent me to Bible College for two years, someone that was in a special needs school. The Lord sent me out to UCB to do a diploma, which I achieved, but with the help of other people now, with support. I moved my notes over halfway through a degree in community studies. 
I'm walking in the Salvation Army over a number of years now. But God is in the store. My father's in heaven. My mother's saved. Five of my siblings are saved. Aunts, uncles, cousins, a huge portion of them that are in the kingdom of God. Not because of me, but because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. I really felt, I wrote this down, a road of healing. It wasn't easy. I mean, truthful, I've cried, and I've cried, and I've cried, and I've cried, just like David. But I tell you what, God is faithful. God is faithful. I'm going to say this. I see the man coming back to life in front of my eyes in my job. He'd be gone. And we prayed with him. And he came back to life. And the reason I'm saying that, because I was, I never shared that before in a, in a public setting. Because I went, I, I said to the Lord, do you want me to share this? And the Lord said, you share that. Because that's what God does. That's what the scriptures say. And since that time, personally, in my own work of healing, I was physically healed in a meeting a number of years ago. And when I start getting, when I got physically healed, I start praying with people on the street. I start stepping out. And I prayed, 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 and I prayed. And for a good while, to be honest, I didn't see anything. I used to be like, what's going on? But then, I start seeing God healing people. As many of us have. Because he's a healer. He's a restorer of lives, of the broken hearted. In Matthew 18, 12 to 14, what do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders off, will he not leave the 99 on the hill and go look after the one that wanders off? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he is happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. And see God's heart in this. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing, he's not willing that anyone of these little sheep should be lost. What an assurance of our Father. And that's why he sent his Son. God so loved the world that he gave his son that whosoever should believe in him won't perish will have everlasting life. In Isaiah 61 Jesus went into the temple and he, the scroll was given to him. And he, wrote, he, he, he spoke out of Isaiah 61. He says, Today in your hearing, this is fulfilled. He said, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty for the captives and recovery of sight for the blind. 
Matthew 11, 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me. In John, Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never go thirsty. And I was thinking, I just really felt the Holy Spirit bring it to me. Remember Jesus, the, the disciples were asking Jesus how to pray. And he told them about the Our Father. And he says, Give us this day our daily bread. Who's the bread? It's Jesus. Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. I am the one that's come down from heaven. So, it's a daily walk with Jesus. So we need to be in relationship with Jesus. We need to be in fellowship with him. And we need to have communion with him. And sometimes, guys, you know, it's not, it's just getting sometimes away on your own in a little quiet place. Whether that's in your car, whether that's going for a walk, whether that's going up the mountain, whether that's going into your bedroom, or somewhere and just getting quietly alone with Jesus. And saying, Lord, you're everything that I need. Thank you, Lord. In, in Acts it says, in him, Jesus, we live, we move, and we have our being. In concluding, we can see from David's life that even though he was a man after God's own heart, he was anointed as king, he was favoured by God, he still had battles. He still went through persecuting. You know, the Bible says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Every single one of them. But in David's, all of his pain, he sought the Lord to be his healer, his comforter, his protection, his provision, and his Lord and his God. He knew that God was God. He knew that God could do for him what he couldn't do for himself. And I think that's a great place to be in. I just want to, because I really feel just the amount of healing the Lord has done in my life. The Lord gave me three scriptures. I want to share these because I think they're important. And one of them was the potter and the clay. Jesus, or sorry, the Father molds us and makes us. The vine and the branches, John 15. And he who began the good work will bring it to completion. Three scriptures that you realize it's not dependent on you. It's dependent on him. That is the truth. And what a beautiful thing to fall into the hands of God. That let him mold you. To let him make you. And let him restore your life. And I felt earlier, as I wrote that thing down the road of healing, I felt in my heart, it was like the Lord says, are you willing to go on the road of healing? Are you willing to put yourself 
on the potter's wheel? Are you willing to put yourself on the operating table with the Lord? Because the Bible says he brings us from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. And he only wants to, sometimes guys, I noticed this in my own life. The Holy Spirit is the one that reveals things. And when we trust in him and lay our life down to the Lord, and let him bring them up, let him be the healer, let him guide us, direct us, and also the course that's being rolled out now is powerful. Freedom Equip. I was at it the first week and the Lord was speaking. Holy Spirit is speaking. Revealing things in other people's lives. That they weren't even aware of. Bringing things up in their childhood. Bringing things up. Because do you know what? The battleground as I know myself um, and you, you look out into society, look at my workplace, look into different things, and you can see you can see people's brokenness, you can see people's hurts. And I'll be honest, I had to go through a lot of, with the grace of God, to show forgiveness. The Lord used a lot of different tools in my life. I remember raising yourself and chat that over the time had prophesied things into my life, you know. God is going to bring you in a lot. He's going to help you get through these things. And that's what he does. He comes down. I got a picture this morning. You know a little kid falls and he hurts his knee. And the father comes down to him. He takes him up. He brings him close to him. And he says, I'll look after you. I'll take care of you. I'll mind you. I'll heal you. I'll deliver you. I'm your God. I'm your Savior. I'm your healer. I am your creator, your maker. The one that designed you in your mother's womb. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise your holy name, Lord. Praise your holy name, O God. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord.